Happy Easter, everyone. Welcome to Wisdom Bites. My name is David Jarzinka, and today we are announcing our contest winner. Um, for those of you who don't know, our contest was going on for the couple of weeks uh, during Lent, which uh, I realize there are a lot of people who have given up social media for Lent. So if you're seeing this now, don't worry. We will do another one sometime soon. Maybe in this fall, we can do another uh, contest and uh, get Our Lady of Wisdom, uh, the Wisdom Bites podcast out there a little more. Um, but our winner is Gabby Gorez. So Gabby, if you want to come by and claim your brand new berry colored Our Lady of Wisdom shirt, please come by and get that. And you've won a tiny saint and two Our Lady of Wisdom stickers. So um, personally, I cut my Bobcat Catholic sticker so that, um, oh, I wonder if it's in focus. Do I need to hold it back farther? Anyways, um, my Bobcat Catholic sticker actually cut it and put it on my water bottle. This clear one would go great on your car or on a laptop. Um, But without further ado, let's get to the show. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Wisdom Bites. My name is David Jarzinka, and today is Father Craig Friday. Father Craig Friday is the time of the show, is the segment on our podcast in which uh, Father Craig and I discuss an important topic and uh, teach you about all the things and answer your questions. How's it going, Father Craig? I'm doing well, David. You, you sound very sure, sure and certain about what we're doing here today. <laughs> yes. You know, we're, we're not doing as many questions as we used to do, and so I've sort of lost the, the thread on how to introduce this. I know. Well, it's Father Craig's Friday. Friday is Father Craig's, so here we are. It's your day. It's, whoa. Is that, no, that's not what we mean? I get one out of seven. That's not bad. That's, that's okay. pretty good. All right. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Okay. God also demands one out of seven at a minimum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where are we going with this? I don't know. No one knows. Yeah, Friday. Um, it's, yeah. Yep. Today is Friday. Only Friday. Father Craig is here. Fridays. It's also Good Friday. This it is, is our, Good Friday. This is our Good Friday Today episode. Is. Oh, it, hey. It's not Good Friday when we're recording. But yes. When you're listening to this, it's Good Friday or after. That's right. Passion yeah. of the Lord. Indeed. Yep, yep, yep. So yesterday we had our... our uh, no, I'm not going to try to put myself <laughs> say, in the future. Pretend yep. it's that day. Yeah, no. Uh, whenever you're watching this, it's probably Good Friday. Yep. Or we recorded it for Good Friday and you're watching it like a week or two after Good Friday. And so you're remembering how great Good Friday was this year. I can yep. tell. Yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> Very good. Well, so is Good Friday technically... It's not technically the last Friday of Lent, is it? No, t- I think technically Lent ends uh, with... Uh, Palm Sunday? No. Oh. Is it Wednesday before Good Friday? No, I guess I guess it would be Palm Sunday, wouldn't it? And then the Holy Weekdays are not technically part of... You know, I don't know the answer to this. Hmm. I always thought it ended on Wednesday and then Triduum uh, was, the be- you know, was the Triduum. Yeah. And then uh, Easter is Easter, but I always thought Lent ended with... That kind of makes sense. Yeah, with that Wednesday. Yeah. Man, I need to check this out. Where's my Ordo? I can go grab it from my office real Actually, quick. I've got one right here. Oh. Ha-ha. Hey, you know you're a campus minister when an Ordo is sitting right behind you on the <laughs> shelf. Yeah. yeah. So talk about something. I'll look this up. Um, I will. Today is uh, the last Friday in which... It's the second Friday of the year in which we're required to uh, fast and abstain from meat, um, which is really cool because someone sent in a question asking, uh, Father Craig, do you have a favorite fish sandwich from a fast food restaurant? No. 
You don't. I don't. I don't eat fish sandwiches. <laughs> I don't. I, I like fish tacos. Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's kind of like a Hispanic sandwich. Except yeah. Except it's a taco. It's a taco, not a sandwich. What's the difference? What makes it a taco versus sandwich? <sighs> the bread is, is connected to itself. But what about like a hoagie where it's not cut all the way through? Is that just like, is that like a taco? I... I don't want to philosophize tacos. I'm just going to own that. (laughs) Okay. Hey, guess what? Holy week, uh, is not Lent. So technically the Lenten season ends with Palm Sunday. Okay. So it says, so it says Lenten weekday, Lenten weekday, Lenten weekday on Saturday and then suddenly Holy week and everything called Holy week and it's no longer called Lenten weekday. Gotcha. So nice. We learned something new today, but I actually don't like fish tacos. Wait, you don't like fish tacos or fish sandwiches? Yes. Fresh fish sandwiches. Okay. I like fish tacos. Gotcha. Where do you go to get fish tacos? Uh, my friend makes them. Oh, that's pretty I, I never actually bought them anywhere. Oh, I got you. Unless I've had like a shrimp taco. Yeah. And that's it like Fuego or something. Fuego. Torchies yeah. has a good one. I've never had one at Torchies. Oh, yeah. and then, um, see, I'm a big McDonald's guy. The filet fish Yeah. And also, so my dad worked for McDonald's and Long John Silver's as a younger man. And so... These are both places that I know a lot of people go, ah, oh, why would you ever eat there? And I'm very much just like, this is just how we live. This is just my life as Long yeah. John Silver's and McDonald's are places that serve food and it's That's edible. It's fair. It's fair. Okay. Yep. It's, we're moving on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about fish sandwiches anymore. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> well, last chance for fish sandwich. I do like sushi though. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Kobe all the way. Alrighty. Um, Father Craig, we've just started a new month as well. That's right. It's April. It's April. And so just as a reminder, this is the year of the domestic church um, Mm -hmm. in the Diocese of Austin. And each month has a theme associated with how do we live out the domestic church? Um, How do we live out the domestic church? And uh, this month's theme is love thy neighbor. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So Father Craig, what do you think Jesus means when he's talking about love your neighbor? Yeah. So, um, he does have a, a this is really beautiful gospel uh, section on this. Uh, we call it the uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan, and you know he answers um, you know with this parable in response to um, the the uh, the person in his interaction who asks him who is my neighbor in order to justify himself. So uh, he's asked what are the greatest commandments. He says you know Jesus' response is um, love God with your whole heart and your neighbor as yourself. And the, the guy who he's talking with in order to justify himself says well who is my neighbor? This is the question we often ask. And you know our challenge of course is we rationalize it away. Well they're not my neighbor because X Y or Z. They're not my neighbor because you know we're far away or you know I have my own concerns or you know, uh, all sorts of reasons. Well, Jesus tells us a story about the good Samaritan. Um, and you know, Samaritans, uh, well, let's, what's the story. First of all, do you want to sum it up for us? You want to try that out? Um, sure. There's a man traveling on mm-hmm. the road and he's injured. Um, and I don't remember in order who like three people pass him by mm-hmm. and they're the first two pass him by and like ignore him. Is it mm-hmm. a scribe and a Pharisee priest and a Pharisee. Uh, priest and a Levite, I think. Okay. Yeah. A priest and a Levite pass him by, but then it was a Samaritan that stops and takes care of him. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
you know, I'm now I'm questioning myself uh, about if it's, I know it's a priest and maybe a Pharisee or a scribe. I'm not sure which one, or maybe a Levite. Now, you know, I don't know, but Levites are of the priest class. So the priest is the same thing as a Levite. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's some of those people's, <laughs> but there's two people <laughs> passing by and, and essentially, you know, the, the Jewish custom, um, you know, of, of purity is if you, if you were to touch somebody, um, who is, um, bleeding or, or something like that, it'd be, you'd be ritually unpure. Mm-hmm. And so they pass him by on the other side of the road and they don't go to help him. A Samaritan is one who's already sort of considered, um, you know, pretty much hated by by the, peop- the Hebrew people of the time. Um, and they hate him because um, he is sort of a, a, sort of a, a megalomation of various faiths. So they have the God of Israel, but they also mix that with some other non uh, um, you know, Israelite, uh, you know, religions. And so they have various gods in addition to the God of Israel. And so, um, a very syncretic way of, of worshiping. And so they're really looked at, um, with a, a certain disdain that they're, they're not worshiping in the right way, according to God's law. And yet it's the Samaritan who goes and picks up this guy who is, um, you know, been wounded and, and robbed and left for dead on the side of the road and takes him at his own expense to an inn, cares for his wounds, washing him with wine and with oil and leaving money for the innkeeper to care for him. And Jesus at the end of the story says, um, you know, who was neighbor to this man, to the guy who, who wanted to justify himself? And uh, he says, the one who treated him with mercy. Mm. And he flips it around. And the idea is that, um, you know, we're neighbor to one another. Um, when we care for one another with mercy for those in need, we meet those those needs of those around us. And so it's not a question of who deserves sort of my mercy, right? The whole point of mercy is it's never deserved, right? It's given out of, of love, all right, for the person who's in need. And so um, this idea of loving our neighbor is to see who, who really is in need and to give them the love that we've received from God, you know, because the beauty of this, this parable is when we really start to reflect on it, uh, we begin to realize that the person left for dead on the side of the road is humanity, us, as human beings. That um, we are in a state where our life is at risk and we're dying. There's nothing we can do or help ourselves. And who is it that comes to us in our need and cares for us at his own expense and mercy? But it's Jesus who comes and picks us up off the ground at his own expense and cares for our wounds, washes us, and, and pays for us in order to, to be healed. And so Jesus shows us what it means to love the one in need and, and how he loves us as human beings and in, in, in his redemptive act. And so, um, you know, to be, to love thy neighbor is to love with Christ's own love, those around us who are in need to go to them and uh, to care for them. Wow. I know. I, of all of the things, all of the homilies I've heard on that uh, particular gospel, i never heard that connection before. Hmm. Interesting. Of, you know, how we are um, the man who's wounded on the road and Jesus is the Samaritan, like symbolically, like mm-hmm. that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, it's, wow, wow, wow. it's pretty, it's pretty incredible, pretty intense. Um, you know, I think uh, in terms of the domestic church, we, we're talking about the domestic church. Well, what is that? Um, it's how we encounter God in the home right? Mm-hmm. Wherever your home is, how is God part of your home life? And specifically that often is in the context of family, that the family is like a little church 
um, you know, uh, just like in a, in a big church, you have your priest and you have, um, you know, as your father and you have uh, the church is the bride, um, you know, the person of Christ in the church, the priest stands in that person of Christ um, and the bride is the church. And then all the children are the people who attend that church. So sort of in the home, you know, you have the father who is um, the father and then the wife who is, um, you know, um, like like the church in that relationship and then the children of that relationship. And, and so it's meant to be a place that, um, takes the big church and lives it in the little church, you know, and part of what the church is, is that we are on mission, uh, that Christ hands his mission over to us to make the love of the father known, like the love he gives in this, in this parable he gives to, um, to us. Well, the church is entrusted with that same mission to go and give the father's love, the mercy of, of Jesus Christ, um, you know, um, to, to those who are left dead on the side of the road, both spiritually and physically speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the, the family also as a little church shares in that mission that they're meant to make known that love of God, um, to one another, certainly in the home and, uh, whatever that home life looks like, if it's not a family, then, in then people you live with or around, but then also, um, that love of neighbor means that the family is meant to go beyond itself. The church is meant to go beyond itself into the world and care for those around them. And the family as domestic church is meant to do that as well, to, to look around us and say, who are the people in need? Mm-hmm. The people who need God's mercy, um, both through you know corporal acts of mercy, but also spiritual acts of mercy, um, and the family is meant to be on mission, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. Um, so one of the ways that we're going to be uh, participating in this month of uh, love thy neighbor is we're going to have a love thy neighbor uh, service project day on April 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be meeting here at 9 a.m. and we're still working out the details, but we're going to go out to the community um, and yeah, do acts of service, do corporal works of mercy for um, people in need. Um, so if you're listening to this, uh, mark your calendar, April 17th mm-hmm. at uh, 9 a.m. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It'd be really good. Um, yeah. So yeah. One of the things that I heard very often when I was growing up is that, uh, you know, when Jesus says, love thy neighbor, it doesn't necessarily mean the person next door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've fallen into this trap of, uh, like when people say it doesn't necessarily mean that person to think that it actually doesn't mean that person that mm. I, I, this is the, one of the first times like this year when I know the person who lives next door to me. Hmm. Um, I have not done that in a couple of years now and moving and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I I know that like in old movies you see like, Oh, the people just moved into the neighborhood. And so like, let's go bring them a pie (laughs) that like, let's be neighborly. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that I think we've lost in some ways. Um, not just, um, and and it seems to be generationally, I think, mm-hmm. because my parents do this where they actually know the people who live around them. Yeah. And I just, it's fascinating to me because I'm just like, you know, the person who lives over there, you yeah. know, and I, I, my dad talk about so-and-so or my mom talk about our neighbors. And, um, sometimes we do that in healthy ways and sometimes we don't, <laughs> um, but, uh, you, you know, there's uh, hi mom. Hi dad. I know you both watch my, I watch this show. So, um, 
you know, but it's, it's just, it's interesting because they, they do really take care of each other in need and people bring meals when someone's had a surgery. Um, or my grandmother was really big on this. My grandma, my grandma Nita. And, um, she, you know, at, at her funeral service, we talked about, you know, the feeding of the 5,000 of Jesus and how she probably fed more people than him because <laughs> she made so many meals and shared them with so many people who were in need and she knew her neighbors around her. And, um, yeah, I think there's something to be said for like actually knowing the people we live next to. Yeah. Yeah. But we live in these little isolated bubbles and I, I'm guilty of it. I don't, don't know well my neighbors. I've met some of their parents because I'm a college students who live in the condos next to me and I see them from time to time and mm-hmm. we nod our heads or whatever. How's yeah. it going? Good. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I think you're right. I think sometimes that is the the justification. Who is my neighbor? Mm-hmm. You know, well, it doesn't really mean the neighbor that I'm next to, does it? I mean, yeah, <laughs> maybe it does actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to give all of the credit to my wife. Um, oh, she's great. Yeah. I like her. I, I love her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, uh, There's a picture of her over there on your there table. There is. It's on my it. desk yeah, now. I, know, I, I finally put it in a frame. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my. Uh, neighbor next door was walking in and she had uh she'd made fudge at bible study um with her friends and she's like hey jonathan do you want some fudge he's like yes <laughs> and now um now we have friends yeah now we're friends he, yeah. he's got a couple of dogs that i'm friends with his it's dogs probably he, the only like, good way of saying that you fudged it up like you ah. fudged, fudged it yeah it's good yes. it's good yeah yep just no. like your wife has been framed that's another good way to put that over there <laughs> in the picture on your she's table. been framed in a picture frame yes right. yes that's not right. framed for a crime i know um, yeah why but, would you even um, bring that up <laughs> <laughs> all righty then all right <laughs> um so i guess to wrap up father craig what is an expression mm-hmm. of love that you've seen that just really moved your heart uh, of neighbors being neighborly you mentioned your your grandma already mm-hmm. but is there anything else that you can think of darn i was gonna use that example oh. um, <laughs> no no that's a great example i i think um well, I'll use my dad now. I, I think I learn a lot from him, but you know, the, the snowpocalypse or the, um, mm-hmm. I, I, someone heard me, how do they call it the other day? Like the COVID ice storm. They had a really snappy name for it, but it was more clever than that. But the, the snowpocalypse is, mm-hmm. is my personal favorite. Um, you know that, uh, he, he has a big old truck and, and he went out in the middle of those storms to like haul people's stuff back or guys, you know, the guy next door to him, um, and he lives in a trailer home when he's in Texas, you know, and, uh, the guy in the trailer next to him was having, having problems. And he went out there to, to get the battery started and his diesel, um, he bought diesel so long, long back that it hadn't been winterized diesel, which they put a special fluid oh. in it so it doesn't congeal in the cold. And I uh, didn't have that. So they had to like get all the diesel, the old diesel out of the engine and, and put the, the sea foam in it. And, um, you know, whatever it is, the, the, the fluid you put in the diesel tank, I don't know what that is exactly, but he, he did that. And he, he um, helped call some other people's whose car got stuck in the ice. And like, he just goes around and did those things. And, and the fact that the people knew who he was, knew that he was willing to do that and were able to call him like, that tells me my dad knows how to be a good neighbor to people. Yeah. Um, you know, he's probably listening to going, Oh, Craig, I don't tell anyone about this thing, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, I think the very fact that there was enough of a relationship there that people knew that they could ask him for that, um, is a great way of sort of thinking about that. Like, do my neighbors think, man, I've got a need. Can I knock on this guy's door? Mm. You know, would he be even willing to, to open it up for me or whatever? And I, I think probably the answer to that is probably no, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, the ways it stands now, but, you know, that's a way you can sort of just love those around you by making yourself available, mm-hmm. even the availability there. Um, 
it's something else i think maybe yeah yeah sorry dad for throwing you under the bus but yeah. <laughs> no, oh, a great story. What are you talking about? I know, about? there's some really good like, stories there, yeah, but absolutely. he doesn't like me telling them, though. Ah, I yeah, see. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. My dad's also good at this. Yeah. And I was going to say maybe it's because he owns a home, but no, your dad doesn't own a home and he does this. Oh, he owns this. homes. He owns a home, but yeah. he's living in a trailer park and yeah, yeah still meeting the people and still being neighborly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the neighbors across the street, um, they have a couple of young kids and my dad's like helped move furniture and, you know, um, on Halloween, uh, the neighbor will always bring beer for my dad hey. <laughs> um, and they just do things like that for each other. That's cool. Um, and, uh, our next door neighbor, he's also Polish. Ah. Uh, no, he's a Polish immigrant. We're fifth generation American. We're just yeah. Polish heritage, you know? That's right. Hard to spell and, names. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it was like 11 o'clock at night. My dad's getting ready for bed and, um, Tom is his name, um, said, Hey, yeah, if I'm being too loud or anything, just let me know if you want to just come over and have a beer, that'd be great. And my dad's like getting ready for bed. He's like, you know, he never invites me over. I'm going to go over and just like be friends with him. And yeah. so taking advantage of those opportunities. Like, That's awesome. I like yeah. your dad. Yeah. He's a good yeah, guy. He's a good guy. I, I like, like him, him too. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, love your neighbor. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's the takeaway. And, and I think, I think the thing that, um, I, I think it's a sign of a successful parish that's that's really living out the mission of Jesus Christ is um, whether or not families spend time with other families from your parish outside of just mass and the liturgy. And I think there's something amazing about that when when the fabric of of you know the communio the the communion of the church um, goes beyond simply um, the liturgies and mm-hmm. um, that neighborliness is sort of this your family isn't just as isolated sort of unit you know we talk about the nucleus or the nuclear family and and but but that's the thing is families are meant to be interconnected with extended family certainly but not just with that but with the people around us and uh, love thy neighbor i mean certainly i think sharing the love of your family and inviting people into it you know, and, and sharing that. And we all maybe have those homes where we felt like we had second moms and dads and we were able to just go there and just be there. Your friends would come over to your house and they just felt like they could just come over anytime. Uh, Part of that's love thy neighbor too. mm -hmm. You know, the domestic church that loves one's neighbor. Um, it's, it's a home and it's a home where other people feel at home as well. There's a hospitality to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm thinking about is, okay, what if, I've been in a place for, you know, a year, 18 months, or even it's been, you know, six months mm. and I don't know the people next door. Like it feels awkward. Like it's too late now. I can't go meet them. Like it's going to be weird. That's interesting. Um, you know, I saw, it might've been a meme, um, that I was looking at online, but, um, <laughs> there was a guy telling a story about his mom uh-huh. and he said, uh, he would go over and knock on the neighbor's door and ask if they had any eggs or yeah. any milk or any flour or something like that. Um, and uh, the reason why she did this in this, this story that was told online and uh, is basically, you know, they'd come and ask her sometimes, but she knew that they were very poor mm-hmm. and only that's the only things maybe they had. So, so she'd go and purposely ask for something that they had so they could feel like they were giving something as well. Like yeah. they're, you know, and, and so she would go and do that. But like, maybe that's just the thing. You just you actually, sometimes what opens us up to our neighbors is if you have a need and you ask and, um, you know, just something simple like that, like knock, knock, Hey, you know, um, I ran out of uh, milk. I was wondering if you had any milk. Oh no. Okay. You don't have any milk. Like, well, what's your name? I haven't met you yet. <laughs> you know, like it just comes an excuse. Like there's a yeah. way, there's an in, there's an in here. You yeah. know, you can find an in and um, yeah, it'd be kind of funny. You could, you could, this is, maybe that's a trick. Maybe you have better tricks than that, but like something yeah. that just breaks the ice, you know, and you could tell really dumb joke, 
you know, I do that all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of like, uh, you know, bake a plate of cookies. Mm-hmm. You should be like, Hey, yeah. I realize we've lived t- next to each other for six months now. Yeah. And like, I, I actually want to know who you are. So, yeah. Hey, and that might be to too much for the neighbors, but you might just go, Hey, I have too many cookies and we can't eat them all before they go oh, bad. There we go. You know, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Hey, you want some cookies? Oh man. Yeah. I realize I haven't gotten to know you yet. What's your name? Oh, you're Walter. Oh, you're, yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Maritza was even talking about how when she was a student, she knocked on everybody on her floor's door and invited, <laughs> invited, to the Bible study. invited them to Bible yeah. study. That, like, nice. Yeah. Like, I think we think it's harder than it is sometimes. Yeah. Like the things that you were just talking about, the, I mean, just taking simple actions. Um, if you are moving soon, I think that's a really like opportune time. Like, okay, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. I'm going to, I'm moving now. It's a normal time to introduce myself to mm. uh, my neighbors. That, yeah. like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so nice. I think we learned a lot about loving our neighbor. I hope, I hope so. Yeah. Um, if you have more questions about it, you can always send them in at podcast at txstatecatholic.org. Not just about loving your neighbor, but about anything else that you would like uh, father Craig and I to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I thought about this too, is like, if you have an idea about maybe how to love your neighbor, if you send that to us, um, if we get any, you know, a couple of them, maybe we share them with you next time in the next episode too. So that'd be really cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you can put them down in the comments. You could send me an email. You could, I mean, we're pretty available. We're pretty easy to get a hold of. (laughs) So, um, the, Anyways, uh, also be sure to follow us on Instagram at O-L-O-W-T-X-State and um, stay up to date with everything going on at Our Lady of Wisdom. We are special children of God. Yeah, we are. All righty. All right. We have more fun with this than you do. So thank you for bearing with us to this point. Um, Our Lady of Wisdom. Pray for us. Pray for us.